Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Nerd Today podcast. I am your host, Carlos Rodriguez. That's right. You're Nerd Today. Uh, I'm trying to make that a thing, and it's not really a thing. <laughs> but thanks for rocking with me. How you guys doing? I hope everything is fine. I hope you like episode 51 of the Nerd Today podcast, which was about PlayStation acquiring Bungie, which is crazy to say out loud still to this day. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, they purchased Bungie. Microsoft purchased Activision Blizzard recently, as you could tell in episode 48 and episode 51. They will be listed down below. This is episode 52, and we're going to get into it right now, which is Embracer Group buys Dark Horse Comics. Yeah, this is kind of something I wanted to talk about before Christmas time because it broke literally like, I don't know, the. Yeah, four days before Christmas <laughs> on December 21st, 2021. Um, the Embracer Group, which owns like a bunch of stuff, so I, I have some like kind of notes right here. I'll be reading off to you guys in a moment. But yeah, they purchased Dark Horse Comics, and this kind of flew under the radar because of Christmas time, right after, as well. You know, Game Awards time and just the end of the year, and everyone's just like, "Hey, we're gonna you know f off and just do holiday stuff," which, as you should, it's the holidays, and you should celebrate with your family, friends, and your loved ones. Um, but yeah, this kind of flew. I had like a little Twitter thread about it, um, but not really a lot of people talked about it. And then, kicker, depression, anxiety hit again, really bad for the, your boy. So I didn't get to talk about it at the time, but now we're talking about it because I think it's still kind of burning and a lot of people are not talking about it. It's because it's not necessarily gaming, but I love comic books. I love gaming. Best of both worlds or worst of both worlds in this sense. I don't know. We'll find out. But this is from Polygon.com. Uh, I have the link down below for that as well. Comic publisher Dark Horse has been acquired by Embracer Group, the Sweden-based parent company that includes publishing and developing studios, Gearbox Software, THQ Nordic, Saber Interactive, Koch Media, worst E3 presentation ever, Deep Silver, Coffee Stain Studios. No offense, guys. I've not heard about you. Please let me know if you, you know. What you guys do. That's awesome. Embracer's latest acquisition announces a week <laughs> announced a week after its planned buyout, tabletop giant Asmodee adds Dark Horse library of more than 300 intellectual properties. The company said in the news release uh, quoted today, but it was, you know, December 21st, 2021. Buying Dark Horse, Embracer says, strengthens our transmedia capabilities by adding expertise in content development, comics, publishing, and film and TV production. Additionally, there's untapped potential in creating games based off of Dark Horse IP and substantial opportunity for synergies within Embracer Group, both within, both within Dark Horse Comics, Dark Horse Entertainment. Embracer Group said in a statement today. So, what does that mean for gaming, right? Not too much, but Embracer has been buying a lot of things up in the past couple years. This isn't something new for, like, Xbox and PlayStation. You know, it is new for them, but Embrace has been kind of doing their thing and kind of judging up the name of THQ. Uh, Notorious AA Studio or Middle Studio. I forget how they say it. I think they say AA, right? The time of AA where you get, you know, Darksiders and all these things and the Nickelodeon games. So, yeah, they bought Gearbox recently, you know, Borderlands and things like that, who are now doing a Borderlands movie. Um, 
It's a bunch of stuff Saber Interactive does. They have Deep Silver, which does Saints Row and things like that. Now they own so much properties. Like they, it's interesting because now they like they own. Let's say, sorry, my earpiece is not my earpiece. My headphones popping out. Uh, the Mask, uh, Hellboy, Umbrella Academy, uh, all these things. And the worrying thing with this specifically with Dark Horse, I guess, is what does how does this impact? the comics industry right like now that this big group owns them are they haven't found too much stated like if, if businesses change but does anything change like do they you know do they specifically keep continuing to make comics are they allowed to do whatever they want in that sense uh similarly when i just mentioned in previous episode episode 51 PlayStation has straight up said Bungie is independent. They publish and whatever IP they come up with is theirs and all that stuff. We are just here to help them monetarily and with like transmedia opportunities, I guess that's a better word for, you know, multimedia stuff like movies, TV and stuff like that. And they're here to help us with live service games because it's been rumored to have 10 games or 10 games in service that they're thinking about. Again, watch my previous episode. You'll see they're all there. What does this mean for comic books? Does this change how Dark Horse publishes their comic books every month? Um, do they have more you know, financial backing, take more risk when it comes to storytelling and things like that in comics? Dark Horse has always been like the... Um, growing up in the 90s with like we, reading Wizard Magazine, they were always like the studio that did like crazy stuff, right? You had Alien and Predator and Star Wars and you know all this like extended universe stuff that you know like i you know as a kid it was like it's hard to read this like giant book but i could read this comic book uh about you know chewbacca getting killed by a moon or about dash rendar what's up dash rendar shadows of empire i have missed that toy with all my heart and soul uh you know what does that mean does this is it just everything's the same um as well do we you know now embracer has a embracer group has a shitload of money apparently so do we get another he Hellboy movie? Maybe. No offense to, you know, the last one. But maybe we can get a part three to Guillermo de Toro's. You know, with the... You know, Mike Manolia really liked it. Golden Army is one of my favorite comic book movies ever. Just saying. Uh, you know, we have Umbrella Academy right now going strong on Netflix. Season three is still being filmed, I believe. I don't think they stopped production uh, for any reason. Like, that's about to show up... I think this year, if not early next year, that's a you know interesting. Do you revive series like The Mask and and as well? Does this mean, you know, are there like is let's say Gearbox right? Is Gearbox working on a Hellboy game down the line? That'd be really cool. That'd be a studio I would want doing that. Or like uh, Deep Silver, right? And uh, Volition, right? Volition's under Deep Silver. Wouldn't it be cool to see like a Saints Row style game, but in the Umbrella? academy universe playing as you know diego and just throwing knives everywhere and stuff that turn or playing as uh you know allison i heard a rumor you know things like that that'd be really cool uh or seeing like how or like ben what if like their kids and ben's not dead yet spoilers for comic book and tv show that been out for a while sorry this is your first time <laughs> anyway yeah what if ben is in the first episode just in case you were wondering, and like the first issue of the comic, 
Yeah, but what if Ben gets to unleash like his Monster Boy stuff? You know, all the monsters coming out of his chest and stuff like that. Be really cool. I think there's a lot of cool things you could think of, but I hearken back to what you know Barrett Courtney said from Kind of Funny. Like corporate consolidation is kind of scary, and it worries me in the in the media sense. I don't want Dark Horse to go away, right? As a comic publisher, they're very important to the history of comic books, uh, where they stand now. Um, you know, being this big publishing arm from another studio that was like not Marvel or DC at the time, it was like Marvel, DC, and then it was like Image, Dark Horse, something else. I'm an idiot, but yeah. You get the idea. If you grew up in the 90s, you know. There's so many that, like, came in and out, Malibu and all those other stuff. But they they, they stayed the course, right? And they stayed around. Dark Horse has been a thing for a long time. Now we have other independent studios as well, like Boom or, you know, Vertigo was another one that DC kind of created as, like, a different arm of DC, like an indie arm almost. But that's no longer a thing. Like, there's not a lot of uh, places that take chances. Um... There are out there. If you're a comic book fan like me, I mean, I read monthly. I read a book called Philadelphia about the wonderful city of Philadelphia that I live in, overrun by vampires and history and stuff. And it's very good. And I'm not doing a good job of selling it to you, but trust me, read it. Best way I can describe it to you is a quote from Jordan Peele saying it is one of the best pieces of horror fiction he's read in a long time. So if you like Jordan Peele's movies, I would take his word because it's really good. And pretty good at depicting Philadelphian, as opposed to when Marvel tried with Venom. We don't say water like that, man. We say it normal. Whatever. But there's also things that you don't take into place or, I guess, into mind with Dark Horse. Like, they have a huge collectible arm, right? They have a whole arm of stuff that just does collectibles. I mean, in previous years, they've had, like, little statuettes of, like, The Witcher or, you know, so either the TV or game stuff, they've had statuettes, whether it be Mass Effect, right, with the Geth and, you know, the Normandy, different ships, the Mako, you know, all this other stuff. And, of course, their own properties, right? Umbrella Academy, Hellboy, you can buy, you know, the BPRD, like, logo and shirts and all this other stuff. They do so much. So now Embracer owns that as well. Can they pivot that to be a collectible arm for gearbox stuff right you know when you get that collection edition of gearbox's uh you know borderlands 4 if there is one down the line does it come with a special loot and stuff that's like created by dark horse collectibles which is a little more better quality than what you would probably get from your normal video game publisher and distributor right or with the borderlands game coming out do the collectibles for that... I'm sorry, not the game, the movie. Do the collectibles of the game... Or, darn it, it's, it's game. It's so weird to me. But the movie, do those collectibles... Are they all through Dark Horse's publishing arm? Are there already deals in place? Like, what's the earliest we're going to see fallout from this acquisition? And as well, there's a lot of video game companies that work with Dark Horse for, like, encyclopedias. Like, Nintendo has four different Zelda books, which I all own awesome um i own them digitally because i don't have space uh, but yeah they do that right and, and of course nintendo doesn't just work with them with like collectibles and stuff they work with like first four figures and 
Figma. I have like a Figma link back there from Skyward Sword. What up? Uh, for all the newbies, I got a Skyward Sword tattoo and a Nightwing tattoo because apparently that's the thing y'all like. Yay! I have a Superboy Cow Rainer and a Serenity one, and right here I have Supernatural. So I'm a nerd, and it's the thing that keeps my brain okay. Um, yeah, does does like do they make collectibles? Do does Nintendo back out of deals, being like, hey, you guys are working with everybody right now. We don't really want to work with Embracer. We like working with you guys. Like, do those deals stay in place, or are they for so many years? And then like, hey, we're not gonna get any more Mario art books, or we're not gonna get any more like Final Fantasy art books. Do they do? But like Bioshock or Last of Us, uh, Wolfenstein, there's a good chance it still stays. Like, why not use that publishing arm and, and the abilities they have at Dark Horse Comics to do this? They sell manga as well. Like, this could be a thing. And it could, everything could be, you know, similar to how it was in the past. But only time's going to tell. And so far, nothing has come out since like December 21st. And it's. It's February 7th as recording. It's kind of weird that nothing's come out. But hopefully we get more info, and if we get anything that's huge, you will hear it first or one of the first places. Hopefully you're still here. Hopefully you love me. Uh, that sounds like I'm putting a lot of pressure on you guys. You, I mean, you can just subscribe, like, share. You know, that stuff's enough. Five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's a, that, that helps me a lot. You know, You don't have to love me. You just like, hey, what's up, man? You're cool. That's that's cool to me. <laughs> anyway, if you're new to these episodes, this is kind of how I usually end it. It's kind of a rainbow. I had notes this time, so it was really nice. Uh, my name is Carlos Rodriguez. This is the Nerd Today podcast. Uh, and don't forget, if you like wrestling, catch me over at Apron Work Podcast as well. You know, they're listed as friends of the channel below on YouTube and on my link tree. You can see them as well. We're awesome. We're pretty good. We've had interviews with Mecca Brian Johnson, formerly of ROH, and uh, Alex Kane, the MLW National Openweight Champion. And they're really good discussions where we talk about race within and being a person of color within wrestling. So if you like that stuff, you can listen over there. If you like gaming and everything, stay here. So for me, Carlos, yet again, this has been episode 52 of the Nerd Day podcast, and I will see you later.